Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Ariel's Disciples Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, I know you're used to hearing Dano's voice on this intro, but this week's controversy uh, surrounds my co-host, so I will be taking the role of interviewee or interviewer um, for this podcast. So I'm joined by my my co-host Dano, and we have a special guest on this podcast, Mr. Ben Pearson, uh, who was a member of the league who vetoed uh, Dano in um, JTuff's trade. So, Dano, Ben, how are we doing today? I'll start. Doing great. I'm just glad we got something to talk about. We yeah. do have something to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we so do. So let, let's, let's, right, let's hop right into it. Dano, um, you, uh, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm going to set the context of, of vetoing in our trade and before I, I let you go into your rant. So... Today marks the fourth time in league history that we have ever vetoed a trade. Um, in six seasons. In six seasons. Now, some of the other trades that were vetoed was uh, Ben Pearson um, traded uh, Tim Tebow to Will Hodges for Devontae Freeman. At the time, Devontae Freeman was a top five running back in the league. Tim P- Tebow was not on an NFL roster. Another one uh, was between Braxton and DJ, Golden Tate and Cole Beasley for DeAndre Hopkins and Melvin Gordon. Um, and then the final one happened in 2014, and none of the players are really relevant anymore. So from a historical context, uh, we have only vetoed trades in this league that are clear-cut case- cases of collusion, two league members getting together to either troll the league or to purposely try to uh, – make one team better um, uh, in- intentionally. So from a you know, historic context, that, that's where we're at. You know, so I think today's veto is unprecedented. Um, I, and I think the league knows where I stand. So I'm going to give the floor to Dano. Dano, what do you think about your trade being vetoed with JTuff? I think it's atrocious. I think if it were almost any other person making the trade with Jeremy with the same exact players besides yourself and me, the trade will probably go through. I think it's ridiculous. The trade was sent to me. It was offered by Jeremy to me. So let's clarify that, Dano. JTuff is the one who sent you the offer. Yes. Okay, continue. Trade is made, um, and I I'm fully going in thinking, yeah, people are gonna be mad that my team is going to be better, but there's no fucking way this would be vetoed, because historically we just haven't vetoed trades that people thought were unfair. We veto joke trades or troll trades that you talked about before, but everyone's mad because I'm seven and one. I've won the league twice before, um, and I haven't really won the league on you know incredible trades. I've won the league on making smart moves, adding to my bench. I make one one trade today, and I give up like Aaron Jones, who's been arguably the best running back over the past four weeks, and Aaron Rodgers, who's been the best quarterback of the last two weeks, just hitting his stride, and he's getting Devontae Adams back. I oh my god, dude, I. But no one bats an eye when Braxton trades a top-ten quarterback for a kicker. 
no one bats an eye when anybody else makes this sort of trade where somebody is clearly a winner per se um but it's not grounds for vetoing vetoing is a tool used to stop collusion i i am so livid that and all all these fucking trade machines coming through too like oh like scott telling me he wanted to to lm veto it like that's it's it's so fucked um it's so fucked. And I, I'm telling you right now, I hope you're in agreement with me, Cam. I'm going to veto every fucking trade that happens for the rest of the season. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm uh, Dan, I agree with you 100%. Um, I think if... I'm, I am also going to veto every single trade moving forward um, out of pure spite. I think this trade... Well, Ben, we'll, we'll get to you in, in a second because you know we, we do need to hear the other side. You are someone who vetoed the trade, so I'm... I'm interested to hear um, your thought process, but we've never we've never vetoed trades like this before. Um, I've been the beneficiary that you know it's been well documented, uh, thanks to Kyle, of uh, quote unquote one-sided trades. Um, and people, you know, at the time, uh, Jacob and Jason had legitimate reasons for making the trade. I think the precedent was set last week when we allowed Jacob and Carter's trade to go through. Uh, when there was no reason for uh, when Jacob's only reason for making the trade was quote unquote why not? Uh, if, if that's going to be the league precedent, then Jacob saying I want this trade to go through just because I want to watch the Packers, I think it's totally legitimate. Um, so I agree with you. I think I think it's BS. The trade got vetoed. Um, I think that I will now start policing the league like the league has policed you. Um, and I, I, I do think we, we've taken a, a substantial step back as, as a league. But, you know, not to get into the weeds too much, uh, you know, Ben, you are someone who, who vetoed this trade. So obviously you've heard, you know, through the Slack message and, and right now kind of what Dano and, I, my, uh, Dano and mine's thought process on this was, is. So I'm interested to hear what, what you had to say. What was your reason for vetoing uh, the trade between JTEF and Dano? So, from one side of it, um, if Jeremy is four and four, or you know five and three, do you think he's making trades to just watch the Packers? Um, that is, that to me is giving up on the league, and that's something that I won't stand for. I won't allow him to just say I'm making my team a joke and. I'm Hold on, real quick. How is getting? How is getting? How is getting? How is getting a number Dan three up. running back and a Dan and up. a top two quarterback Dan a joke? Oh my Dan, fucking gosh! Dan patiently sat and listened to us. We need to. We need to allow to give our our guest speaker a chance to finish. Ben, I, I apologize for that. That's unprofessional. It's not becoming of a Ariel's disciple host. It will not happen again. So Ben, please continue. So, like, from that perspective, I don't think that he makes that trade unless he's 1-7 and seven and doesn't care about how his season ends up anymore. Um, now, I will admit, I have Aaron Jones in another league, um, and the man has been phenomenal. But when you look at the, you know, the mechanics of the other players in the trade, like, we value quarterbacks differently in this league. Um I would like if I were to say, "Hey, Chris Godwin for Aaron Rodgers," 
straight up, I don't know that that trade um, would get accepted under normal circumstances. So from my perspective, I felt as though it was my duty to police the league and do my part to say, no, Jeremy can't give up and say, I just want to watch the Packers. So a couple things, Ben. Um, I, I agree from a standpoint. So we, we, we've had this issue before, or this not this issue, but this conversation before about um, should we allow league members to continue to trade even though they're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs? And I, I don't know if JTUF is or not, but I think we can all sit here and say JTUF is it wasn't going to make the playoffs. Um, so that's yeah. the first thing. And the, if, and if the second, you will be this week. Yeah, and the, and the second thing that I'll say, um, the reason that uh, I, I think in a vacuum, if this trade would have happened two weeks ago, I, I would have been on board with vetoing it because. JTuff is does not have a legitimate reason uh, to make this trade. He's not improving his team, other than he wants to watch the Packers players. He's improving his quarterback. Did, but uh, hold on. But but I think what we we proved last week was that that doesn't matter. Um, Jacob was zero and six when he made his trade. Uh, had zero chance. Essentially, same thing as JTuff. Almost had had no chance of making the playoffs. Um, and his reasoning for making the trade was was quote unquote why not. So I think to Dano's point of saying if this trade would have happened between Scott and JTuff or you and JTuff, I don't think this trade would have been vetoed. Um, and I, I think if, if that's going to be our hard line, if we need players need to be policed, um, one that's something we've never done before, and two this this in my opinion I know uh, the you know the league. Some members in the league disagree with me, but this is very similar to what happened last week. We let that trade go through um, because it involved Jacob and Carter, but we're not letting this trade go through because Dano's seven and one. So I think that's a really weird precedent to set uh, the, the the league policing trades based off of uh, standings. So essentially, what we're doing is we're punishing Dano for being seven and one. And we're rewarding Carter for having a sub five hundred team when he made his trade with Jacob, which I, I think is fundamentally unfair. You know, I, I mean, like, I think that that, like, looking at it from that lens, like, you do have a point, um, and like, I, I and I'll, I'll concede um, that I, um, I believe in the past, and you know. We, we dug up some of the, the, the receipts on, you know, when we were talking earlier about uh, about vetoes and, you know, stuff that had actually gone through. But I do think that we have in the past had several um, trades similar to this that have been battles on, uh, on whether or not they were going to go through. And ultimately they have gone through, um, but, you know, they have been, you know, four, five, six vetoes. Um, and you know, ultimately, the, you know, the league spoke and that it went through. And this time, it fell on the other side. So, like, I, I, I feel bad for you, Dano. Um, no, you like, don't. No, you well, don't. No, you to, fucking don't. Hold on. <laughs> don't on. even ben, start. To, to, to that, Ben. To that point, um, we've already established that there is no collusion in this trade from a standpoint that JTuff did not approach Dano to make this trade to. Uh, in order for, for Dano to win the league. Now, I, I bring up the example from last year, um, a trade that I vetoed. It, it was between Will and Scott. 
Um, and it was, it, you know, involved Dalvin Cook. I can't remember the other player. But I called for a veto because I legitimately believed at the time that the two of them had gotten together, said, I don't care about, you know, Will was in a position where he was going to lose. He goes, I don't care about this. I'm going to give you a better running back so you have a better chance to, to win the league. And I think those are the trades, uh, you know, right or wrong, Scott and Will still say they, uh, you know, that wasn't the case. And, you know, I, I believe them. Um, but those, those trade, I think trades that legitimately where there was discussion for veto all surround it, uh, all, all were surrounded by uh, a league member believing that other league members were, were colluding. So I think this in, and why I think this trade shouldn't have been vetoed is because this, this is, this is unprecedented. Um, so we're actually joined, uh, Ben, I, I want to get your response, but we have a, we have our very first call in. Uh, he's a third time, long time, but our commissioner, our fearless leader, Carter Cowan, ha- has just joined the pod. Carter, how are you doing? Hey, boys. What a day we've had. What a day. So, Carter, let's let's hop right into the discussion. Um, you were someone who did not veto this trade, I believe, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, well, if we want to get technical, I told... Scott, that I'd be a swing vote if necessary. If we were at like that seven or that six and we needed that one more, that I was leaning towards yes, but no, I eventually I just held out. I did not vote. I was not one of the seven. So let's say that you were pressed to vote. Like we were at that tie situation and you said that you were, you would have vetoed the trade. What is, what, what would the reasoning be for vetoing the trade? For this trade, um, it seemed one-sided. Honestly, that's that's really it. It just seemed one-sided in favor of a team. I uh, in favor of the first place team, and it came from the like what last place, second to last place team. So it just looked fishy. Yeah. So we touched on that a little bit earlier ago, um, kind of the historical precedents for for vetoing. But Carter, I think with with one-sided trades, I, I I think maybe there's been a fundamental philosophical shift in way in the way the league's voting. But last year, I made. Um, some pretty one-sided trades um, that were upheld. Um, and I think that this trade was vetoed because Dano's a former champion and people don't want to see another former champion. So I guess the question is, why are we allowing certain one-sided trades to go through while others we are deciding to police ourselves? Because I, I legitimately think if Dano wasn't 7-1 and one, or if this trade happened between you and JTuff, the trade would have gone through. So essentially, like I said earlier, we're punishing Dano for being... Seven and one, and rewarding others for you know not having quite as good of rosters. Yeah, I think if you take this in like a black box and you don't have records or names of who was doing it, then I think that this trade might go through. I don't know. It's still it's if you look at it objectively, you're trading what a top two wide receiver and a top two running back for not a top two wide receiver and not a top two running back. You're a top um, three, yes, a top three running back. Yes, and a top okay. MVP candidate, unless you're Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're Stephen Unless A. Smith. Unless you're Stephen A. Smith. And that's, I mean, that that's what it came down to. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you take, I think, I don't, I can't say for certain that it's because people don't want to see Dano win the championship. I'm all for one saying, I don't care who wins the championship. I have a good time with my friends no matter what or where we draft. It doesn't bother me. Um, but it could be the fact that it's just because he's in first place and people don't want to see that. Um, I am 100% on board with, veto votes should only be used in clear collusion. Like, I'm never going to veto a trade unless it's clearly collusion. Uh, but in this case, it was kind of just weird. 
um, which is why I said I'd be a swing boat if I needed to be. But that was more along, going along with the majority of the league. I think the facts of this trade laid themselves out as this, that this trade was one, A, one-sided, and B, clearly not collusion. And historically, we have never vetoed one-sided trades. So, Daniel, I want to ask you a question that I think is going to get you really mad. Bring it. Okay. So I, I don't want to you know, do a deep dive into last week, but I was very vocal and upset about the trade that happened between our Commissioner Carter and our Commissioner Jacob. It went to a veto. Um, trade was uh, held up. What do you think of... Oh, yeah, thank you, Carter. Daniel, what do you think of Jacob vetoing this trade even though essentially the exact same thing happened to him and he he benefited from it because I think I think this is I, I think Jacob is is kind of tiptoeing the line of uh, unacceptable league behavior to the point where I you know he's he's really starting to tiptoe the line of me thinking like does Jacob deserve to be in this league because to me this is another case of him clearly just trying to go against me and you um, you know, and, and what I've said on, in, in the Slack message, you know, it's, it's all laid out there. But, what, I mean, what do you think of, of Jacob's behavior? Okay, before I respond, uh, let me finish the rest of my beer before I respond. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, one, Jacob, you can go fuck yourself. Uh, it's absolute bullshit that you vetoed after the shit you pulled last week. I mean, the I mean, change your team name to why not, because, I mean, I'm at the point of why have him in the league, and he'll just say why not. It's stupid. He, oh my fucking, today was such a good day. It was another day of me at home doing absolutely nothing, because I'm not working right now, living the fucking dream. Then I get a good trade offer from Jeremy. Uh, Yeah, I'll take that fucking deal. And then... All these people... I mean, Scott, I'm disappointed in as well. But Jacob... Oh, my God. I No one makes me more angry than that motherfucker. I mean, Ben is fucking dumb as hell. I, I'll say it to your face, Ben. The fact that you were trying to say that everyone started to stop your fucking trades uh, with you and Will when you had no fucking <laughs> evidence to back it up, uh, when it's not hard to find the evidence, you're... It's stupid because no, shut the fuck up, Ben. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, then don't don't make false statements. Uh, Yeah, you you made false statements, and you're 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 doing something that's never been done before to punish somebody for succeeding. I said, I said that we we hit you with facts. So like, I have the humility to admit when I was wrong, Dano. Like, I think that. Don't get all sloppy on me now. Don't get all sloppy on me. I'm not. I'm. I'm. Don't get all self-righteous and sop, sloppy and say, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I was wrong." Uh, I, I am the only one being punished in this situation. I was happy for Carter last week. You know what? I thought it was an unfair trade. Carter makes out with Josh Jacobs. Good for him. I'm not punishing Carter. Everyone wants to punish me in this situation. Policing the league. What gives you the authority? Talk about collusion. I've I've had so much integrity in this league. I I mean, I was about to get you motherfuckers free wills. Free fucking wills. Go have fun paying thousands of dollars for that. Oh, we had it made, boys. We had it made. As Braxton said, 70 of you are on the wrong side of history. 
I don't know if I have anything else to say. I'm sorry for coming at you so hard, Ben, but I had to do it. Yeah, you know, I think I think the um, emotion emotions are are running high, Ben. Um, I, I I don't think it's your fault. Um, you know, I understand. I, I think the claim that that you and Will's trades getting veto without clear collusion, I I, I think we kind of squashed that. Um, you know, which is totally fine. But you know, I'm, I'm interested to hear. Um, you know, everyone's thoughts moving forward. Uh, with this, right? I, I, I do think that there, we need to have some sort of precedent or we need to have some sort of protocol or at least a rule about vetoing trades. Like I either think that uh, the league should police itself and one-sided trades should be vetoed or only collusion-based trades are vetoed. We can't, we can't kind of go back and forth because what we're doing now is we're, we're picking and choosing which trades are one-sided. When it's convenient. Um, when it's convenient and, and who it's with. Because, I mean, objectively, we looked at the trade, and, I mean, Kyle brought up this point. I mean, the trade between uh, Braxton and Carter, uh, Kyler Murray and uh, the kicker Butker, um, you know, it's, it's probably not fair, um, but there's no collusion in that. You know, Braxton won at Butker, uh, and Carter, you got value for him. But if, if we're going to start policing the trades um, from a, a purely a value standpoint, I think trades like that should and have to be vetoed moving forward um but I, that's not where i want the league to go i don't i don't i don't know what do you guys think carter we'll, we'll start with you <clears throat> so i didn't mean to do that on, on mic my bad um no it, it's a really tough thing right and we kind of talked about this last week you, you can't do this on a case-to-case basis because that ruins the but that's what we just know, did that's what we just did i i know i'm saying i'm, I'm saying going forward we can't do stuff like this, right? All right, so I, I'm falling on the good. sword, Carter. I'm the one. Let him finish, Dano. Let him finish. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm going to let you finish. Trust me. Look, I, I this sucks for you. I, I, I can see it, right? But going forward, I think um, our best term of action right now is probably to use something along the lines of like a standing-based trade, right? And I think that's like the only thing that I can think of personally what does that mean listen to other ideas you basically trading within um with other people within certain like distance of you and standings right and i think that's where the main majority of this came from is that they're seeing a first place person is trading with somebody who's tied for last place i mean i don't know any anybody who really wants to trade with me at you know who's in the run for a playoff because they don't want to help me i mean i i it's there's you can't really do that. It's cut cut off trading at week ten. Make the deadline fucking earlier. I don't. I. Oh man, it's so. I just I hate that it's me. You know, it's me. Yeah, Dano, it is unfortunate. But you know, I think to Carter's point, you know, I think I, one of the things in the league that I I personally do not like. I do not think that we players should be compensated for having the highest points um, in a given week. Um, and I, you know, we we discussed this, uh, you know, two years ago. But I, one of the reasons that we continued to allow players who were, you know, zero and seven, one and seven to continue to trade, the thought process was that um, they would continue to uh, put their best effort forward to try to make their team better um, and continue to go after the money. So, I mean, I, I, Carter, I, I think that's something that we can do. I think that um, once you are eliminated from the playoffs. Um, 
that you shouldn't be allowed to trade with anyone anymore. But I do think that um, we should get rid of paying people um, for the highest points total because if we're going to continue to try to get uh, season-long participation with those league members, um, you know, I think I think it's it's it, it's a tough situation. You know, unfortunately, I, this this really comes down to um, tanking and, and people just not caring at the end of the day uh, because they're in last place, which I think is. I mean, Dano and I. I mean, not Dano. Dano sucked the last couple of years. I've personally never been there, so I don't. I don't know what that's like to not be in the playoffs or the playoff hunt. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I. You're totally ahead, right. What What this boils down to is trying to find ways to keep people interested in the in the, in the league, right? We tried that with money by saying, "Hey, if you score the most points in a given week, we're going to give you money." To try and keep people to keep trying, right? Um, but would Jeremy make this trade if he was, say, I don't know, four and four, five and three, maybe even three and five? I I don't know that he would, and I'm not saying that that's why he made this trade. But we need to find another way, or at least add on to this way, to keep people interested in this league. No, I mean I. I otherwise, yeah. Uh, otherwise, you get this. Sorry, I kept clicking the mute button. Yeah, no, I, I think you're totally right. I think Jacob doesn't make the trade with you last week. I think if, if he wasn't, you know, 0-7 or whatever he was, I think JTuff doesn't make this trade if he's not not 1-7. The issue becomes, do we punish you, Carter, and do we punish Dano? You know, so I think what we did... We, we didn't punish Carter. Is, Let's get that straight. We it, No, it, it, exactly. So, I mean, there there was a, there has been a, a shift mid-season, right? Like... Right now, we have decided to uh, enforce this trade policy, whereas last week we we did it, um, which I think is, um, you know, fund- fundamentally unfair. So I don't know, Ben and Carter, uh, do you think? I mean, because there there is a clear shift. Do you think that we should, um, you know, after people listen to the podcast, kind of hear all the facts laid out, should reevaluate vetoing this trade because it it really is unfair, and we are punishing Dano for. Uh, Jay Tuff's, you know, perceived lack of, you know, involvement and caring in the league. Whereas last week, you know, Jacob just saying, why not? Um, you know, we didn't uh, veto the trade, which would would have punished you, Carter. So what do, what do you guys think about, you know, the kind of this mid-season break? Or mid-season change, sorry. Well, we'll start with Ben. Well, you know, I, I, will, I will acknowledge, um, I mean, not really on my part because I have no chance of winning the league. But you know, if there anyone in the top seven uh, vetoes this trade, um, you know there is there is obviously some protectionist uh, mentality um, trying to keep the rich from getting richer. Um, and Dan, you have a great team, so um, like you know, I, I understand wanting to make your team even better and turn it into a, a juggernaut, a la you know Braxton, but. Um, I think we see a shift like this every single year in the league. You get the people who are on the fence who are really scrapping, uh, trying to make the playoffs, um, start hitting the veto button or, you know, raising more hell. And, you know, any borderline trades um, are a lot harder to get through. I think part of this um, could be fixed with, you know, my other – my 
sticking point um, that I, you know, rage against Carter um, with a little bit is that in looking to push through trades and, you know, make the, the trade environment a little quicker and friendlier, um, I think that we lose the ability for people to weigh in on all trades. Um, like, I mean, my example of, I mean, it was a, it was a fair trade, but, um, there was a trade that went through, uh, was accepted at 8.15 a.m. and was pushed through at 8.30 a.m. And like, I was in the car for that entire time driving to work, and I know that other people were, um, and Cameron, you might not have been up because uh, it was 8.30 central time. So like, you know, this, there, there is Just to rebuttal that of, point, Scott and I have been 100% transparent this entire year, saying that we'll push a trade through, and if it gets vetoed, if people don't like it, we can just revert it back. Yeah. The power is said have as league manager. Been said. It's been said. And I'm comfortable with letting them push a trade through that they deem is comfortable. Like, and not well, collusion. So, so I, I, think, I think the trade, I mean, there's been a couple instances. I, I think we just need to standardize it, right? Like, um, there was that trade uh, that's, I remember, maybe it was Scott and Will. Um, uh, that trade got pushed through within 15 minutes. Um, you know, some trades like Scott or Carter years last week, you know, we needed a full day. I just think that we need some sort of like set time. Like uh, if a trade is accepted, we need to give people two hours, um, you know, to, to veto or not veto. I think maybe that's what, what's been is asking for is some sort of like SOP um, you know, for for vetoing trades. I don't, but Carter just so, said we have yeah, a full yeah, day. Yeah, we have a full day to have, let the commissioners know that you're not that you're uncomfortable with it. If a he just said if a trade that, that is has, pushed that, through, they can revert it. No, on top that, that, of that, why why would you give Scott and I the ability or allow us to have the ability to just push trades through in the first place? Like if if you just want us to wait 24 hours, fuck it, we won't push yeah. trades through. The trades that we push through are the ones that we deem totally reasonable and have like in no way, shape, or form. Or severely one-sided, like this. Yeah, trade, yeah, yeah. I, I for the example that I'm that through absolutely for, like, in no understand. Do their for sure, no, for sure. But the the one example that I'm I'm bringing up, um, it got pushed through within 15 minutes, even after DJ had had called for a veto. I had no problem with the trade. It's it's you know I, we're we're in the weeds right now. Um, I I'm I'm perfectly okay, honestly, with you and Scott making. Um, all of the the veto non veto decisions, um, but I, I just think there needs to be some sort of uh, you know SOP standard operating procedure for this. So, um, but Ben, to get, to get back to your point of you saying that the top seven teams you believe vetoed this trade because quote unquote they didn't want the rich to get richer. Uh, I mean that's a perfectly reasonable thought to have. But by no means is that a legitimate reason to veto a trade. Thank you. So I think oh, no, I think I, if and, and, I think if, I totally I totally recognize that, and and yeah. as I said, that's not the reason that I personally vetoed the trade. I viewed the the trade as in, as unfair, and as Jeremy, you know, kind of you know, pouring out the rest of his drink on the season and saying I'm I'm just here to cheer for the Green Bay. So like you know that those like. And you know you can you can say that the veto isn't for policing, um, but if I feel that the the be, like if someone is giving up on the league and they're you know they're pushing away some of their assets 
to do that, then I like I reserve the right to say to veto and say no. You know, you can't do that. So did you did you veto Jacob's trade? Um, no, because I was in meetings um, when all of that stuff got got in and was too late to conversation to figure out what the fuck was going on. Yeah, to, to me, and, and Carter, me and you disagree on this. Um, I, I view the, the two trades um, equally. I, I know you think, uh, or you view um, you view them separately or differently, which, which I think is, is totally fine. Um, but I think if, if, if people want to veto the trade based off of J-Tough punching on the season, I, I think it's really tough to make the argument why your trade with Jacob didn't uh, didn't get vetoed. Um, I understand one is more lopsided than the other, um, but both of their explanations for why they made the trade, um, you know, the, the motivations were outside of improving their team. So in that sense, I think they're, they're very similar and, and that's where I think I really, I really think that there should be um, a revote on this veto because I, I do think we are we are just punishing um, punishing Dano um, out of not wanting to see Dano's team get better, not because it was collusion. So that's just my thoughts on it. So, and, and that's something that I'm I'm willing to, you know, if Dano wants to propose a trade again, and you know. And uh, you know Jeremy accepts again, and you know we go through this process again, having everyone with you know full disclosure. Uh, I'm fine with that. Um, you know it, it's up to the league to decide. So, so Ben, right uh, now, if if you were to vote for the first time, would you still veto this trade? At the, at this point, I would want to talk to Jeremy, and you know. <laughs> no, 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 let and, him finish. No, I, I mean, I mean, Dana, I feel like that that's reasonable. I mean, you, you, you are having such an emotional, raw reaction. Um, you know, I, I don't believe that, you know, there there was collusion on, on your part. And, you know, I, and, you know, from... That's not what you're looking for. Jeremy giving you're, up on... You're not looking for collusion. And, uh-huh. you know, and I, to me, it's, if, if I'm, if, if every trade, like, that happens, I'm going to need to go have a conversation with the person Oh, brother, like, I mean, I wasn't happy about Carter's last last week, but I'm like, I'm not going to veto this, like... Are you kidding me? You didn't veto that trade? Dude, Carter pulled it off, the precedent was set! Bro, you're phony as hell. How are we going to let that happen and my trade not happen? Carter, I texted you that. I texted you that. No, I know. Don't act like the truth Uh, is out. no. It, it, so Dan, I'm just it I'm puts just me in a it time. puts me in a terrible terrible predicament when when I, I I mean making a trade with me is is already difficult as it is uh, just because people for some reason just absolutely do not trust me but if someone makes me an offer like why not accept I can think back to when I was sitting on your couch Carter and all of a sudden you're like holy shit Braxton offered me Julio Jones for Jarkandrick West. When the reaction, or when all he said was, I'm playing fast and loose, no one said a fucking word. And he definitely was not in playoff contention. I, it's, it is, oh, dude, it, I don't know. So, I know we don't want to punish Dana for this, but is this something punishable on the other side? 
Look, I mean, like, like I you know said, what I'm getting at with... is, is should we punish an owner for throwing in the towel per se? I mean, it's going to be tough yeah. because you can always come up with an excuse as to why you're doing it. You know, um, Jacob had one last week, albeit not a great excuse. And then Jeremy's is he's a homer, and that's going to be his excuse for it. He has no quarterback right now. They suck. His quarterback sucks. Look, I, I, I mean, I, I, I laid out, ex- I laid out exactly what I think. Uh, you know, Jacob's involvement in the league. Right, like I, I think these, I, I don't think he should be kicked out. But if behavior like this continues, he's he's definitely going down that path. I, I think they absolutely should be punished. Um, how you how you punish them in any, you know, real way, I think is is extremely difficult. Um, but you know, you would you would hope that uh, you know people who, um, you know, spend money to go on the drafts, spend money on the trips and stuff, would at least even if they're doing bad, not. Um, intentionally throw, so um, you know I think one of the I think one of the the ways you know Carter you brought this up one of the ways that uh, we can potentially um, you know get rid of this sort of stuff is going into a keeper league. So traditionally keeper leagues are every year you keep you know two or three players, um, and then you would lose the draft pick on on where you drafted them. Uh, you know, the first year. So, Carter, maybe you want to explain, you know, your thoughts on a keeper league? Yeah, basically my my entire thought process was that each of the fantasy seasons are essentially just black box, right? Or they're time box. So whatever happened last year has nothing to do with what happens next year, right? Um, so I'm thinking that, like, maybe if we have some sort of way to kind of carry over your progress or carry over that, that – uh, you know, that motion that you have going, the momentum that you have going, that it could help keep people interested. You know, if I'm stuck and my team sucks this year, but, fuck, I have uh, Delvin Cook and Chris Godwin who are having amazing seasons, then maybe I declare declare them as my keepers and I say, well, maybe my team sucks this year, but I'm not going to give them away for nothing, right? Jeremy still might do that. Jeremy still might do that because he's such a Packers fan. Okay, let's take Jeremy out of this, like, <laughs> the whole Packers part out of it. But that's but you see what I mean. No, hundred percent gives you something to kind of look forward to for the next season. I'm all aboard. Yeah, I totally agree, um, Ben. I don't know if you have any thoughts, but I I, I think this is, um, you know, definitely worth the the conversation in Slack. So, Ben, I mean, do you have any thoughts in uh, keeper league? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm for keeper league. Um, you know, at least with where with where my team has ended up this year, if we went went to it, um, you know, going forward, I I feel pretty confident about uh, you know you know going forward with that, and um, I think that it it is the best way to keep people interested because it takes everything out of a vacuum, and you know you build on things. So um, I, I mean, as long as we don't do a live auction draft, um, I'm good with that. Oh, but dude, I have a friend who's an auctioneer who could do it for us, and it would be amazing. Just don't say no just yet. Just think about it. <laughs> Look, Carter, I know I know you gotta gotta run out. Do you have any um, last words? Um, or I'll start with this. Do you think that there should be a revote um, on this veto? Uh, 
That's a tough. That's a tough one. I'm gonna just jump out before I answer that question. I gotta go. I'll talk to you guys later. Good luck, guys. That's bullshit. All right. See you, Carter. Dan, I think you're muted. Ben, um, one of the things that I wanted to get back to. So you said that you wanted, um, you wanted to talk to Jay Tough, uh, you know, about his motivations in the trade. What exactly? What what information do you need to know from Jay Tough to uh, accurate to, to make an, an informed decision on this, on this on this trade? You know, I mean, I, I guess from what I've seen on on Black and what it, what it appears, um, it is that he is throwing in a towel. And I mean, if that is the case, um, I want to hear that from the. Uh, from his own mouth, um, and if that, and if he's just saying I'm throwing the towel, then I, you know, I would stand by my veto, um, just based on my my view that if you're in this league, you're in this league. I've been in last place or close to it last year as an example, and I strove to put the best team on the field every single week because the shame of coming in last place for me enough to motivate me but you know that's not enough for some people i i don't it's not um, like he's getting shit players dude like well i think i think i think ben so anything outside of jay tough stating i am doing this trade because i'm i'm punching on the season right so if jay tough were to come to you and be like hey i made this trade my team stinks i'm in last place i love the packers i want to watch the you know the packers play is is that a reason to veto or is it just if JTF comes out and clearly states, um, you know, I'm throwing the league? I, I think it's it is if he like if he is undertaking the I want to watch the Packers because my team stinks and I'm therefore throwing um, you know throwing the league um, so to speak, then that is my reason for veto. If he is if he can come up with some analytical you know theory as to why he thinks that this makes his team better but I'm fine with it um, but from appearances and you know and, and all that it, it just it looks like he's thrown in the towel and I don't believe that that should be an option in the league so yeah we thought Jacob was I, I, doing I think the that's same a very fair point week, I, but it's two things yeah I think I think we we have policed this differently uh, week to week and I I think the league should really look if, if that's JTuff's motives and I haven't spoken to JTuff, all I know is that JTuff offered this trade to Dano if that was JTuff's motives um, and it clearly was Jacob's motives last week he came out and said it um, I, I think there should be real punishments um, whether that's you know your league dues get doubled next year uh, whether that you have to do all the planning for the draft I I think I think Ben, that's a perfectly perfectly reasonable you know reason to veto a trade. One, I would say we need to be consistent, and two, right now we're only only punishing uh, Dano, where the real culprits of this are uh, Jay Tuff and Jacob. And, and I would I would I would agree with with your assessment right now. Um, and like Dano, I'm I'm sorry that you you got caught on this because I think what has what happened was at like due to last week's trade um everyone just became a lot more hypersensitive to this issue because it's not the first time that it's happened um this year um and and so 
everyone kind of said, okay, we weren't like once got biased, but twice we're not letting that happen. So, huh, I, you know, fuck yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Fuck that, yeah. That, huh. That's dope. Yeah. That's super dope. Super, super fucking cool. I wish I, I wish so, Jer- if Jeremy says I'm playing fast and loose, I wonder what happens. Yeah, you know, I think I think um, you know we 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 pretty much exhausted this topic. I think Jay Tuff needs to come forward and explain why he made the trade. Um, I think if Jay Tuff comes out with a reason, uh, any sort of legitimate reason, um, you know, for making this trade, I think there needs to be a revote on the veto. And I think moving forward as a league, we need to come up with um, a consistent way of vetoing trades Um, because right now we're not doing that so ben do you have any last thoughts uh before we move on to the matchups dano i'll give you the the last word since you uh are the victim here no i just think uh it's it's obviously an attack against me um it's it's a shame i've exhausted out everything i've said uh everyone just gets picky and choosy on when they want to as ben say police the league like you you know, like I've done this before. Um, it's it's stupid. I'll get over it. Um, thanks for letting me cry on my soapbox, everybody. Uh, sorry for lashing out at you, Ben. Um, and then anything else to say? Uh, no, um, that's it. Uh, fuck everyone who voted uh, against my trade. Um, and we're even, I guess. So let's get into these fucking picks. <laughs> I will say until I, I think a keeper league is a, is a, a very smart way for us to um, eliminate tanking. I think that's a, a conversation uh, that the league should have. And I will reiterate, I am vetoing every single trade that anyone in this league makes until some sort of um, consistency is upheld. Because it's, Dan, I agree, it's bullshit. There is one more thing. Me and you have talked before. There is a strategy in drafting people's hometown favorite players. Like, I would overpay for Hopkins. Braxton would overpay for Mahomes or Tyreek Hill. Uh, I'm, Jacob consistently overpays for Texans players, yeah. but there's no we'll issue with that. None. Unless it's, it's unless dude. it's the first place team making trades. Okay, uh, let's get into match. To Ben's point, everything Ben says, I, I agree with. We're just not being consistent. With that, let's move on yeah. to the matchups. Um, f- we will... Um, first, I want to give an upgrade, you know, uh, update on... Uh, how we're doing uh, in all our picks, Cam. I finally went back right, and uh, did the uh, calculations. Uh, so I'm sitting at 26 and 16 on the year. Uh, I took a big tumble in week eight. I was one for six. The only matchup I got right, uh, I, I don't even remember what it was. Uh, Cam, you're one game out behind me. You're 25 and 17. Uh, our guest picks. Wow. Our guest picks are DJ went five and two. Jacob went four and three. Jeremy, three and four. Braxton has been on twice. He's nine and five. Carter's five and two, and Scott is three and four. All right, uh, All right. let's get started. We can go with my matchup first. Uh, me against Dane. What do we feel, boys? I'm pulling up right now. Look, I Dano, I, I do, I do have hope that. Your trade with JTUF, I, I think maybe the league will will see the light and allow that trade to happen. Uh, but working under the assumption that it will not, and that this is your roster moving forward, 
Uh, Dano, you are uh, second, I believe, only to me in points four. Um, you have the best record in the league. I don't know. I, I've never been so wrong about a team. Week on week, I continue to tell you that I think your team is really bad. That I, I, I think it's trash. I think it's terrible. Um, and I look at Dane's team, and I, I think Dane is, is very up and down. I think Kenyon Drake going to the Arizona Cardinals, it broke my heart because it seems like David Johnson might not play the rest of the year. Um, and that's Dane's biggest question mark. So I think, I think Dane puts Drake into the starting lineup. I think I think you're on a downward a downward spiral, man. I'm taking Dane big. I don't believe in your team at all right now. You never have. Never have, and it's it's you're seven and one. So, okay. Well, ben, what do you think? You know, I'm gonna take Dano on this. Of thing. course you uh, would. The, the... <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's, kidding, man. It, it, it's 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 a smart man's pick. You know, I, I look at. Um, you know, the tight end position, you've got Darren Waller versus J- Jason Witten. I mean, we can really just count on Jason Witten for about two points, not what he's projected at eight. And Darren Waller is a target machine. So, you know, when you, when you look up and down the lineups, um, I would say that across the board, you're, you're fairly comparable in, in everyone's feelings when compared against each other. But, um, you know, Really looking at the floors, I think Dano just has a better floor this week. Makes sense. Dano, who are you taking? I'm taking myself. Uh, I think the Texans' defense is going to put up a lot of points. Um, Gardner Minshew, there's no way he's ever been to London in his life. It's going to shock him. Um, And then I think my running backs are head and shoulders ahead of of Ben's because people think the number three running back in the league is – is bad for some reason. Um, Get him. Get him. So, yeah, and Aaron Rodgers, who's averaging 35 points per game over the last two weeks, is going up against a weak Chargers secondary, one that uh, I don't even know the dude's name, that backup, backup quarterback for Pittsburgh tore apart. So um, I'm feeling really good about my matchup. Um, I hope I beat the living shit out of Dane. Um, So thank you. We can move on. Let's go. Grudgement Danos. He's going to win the league. All right, next we have DJ against Scott Kelly. I'm feeling, uh, uh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling DJ 100%. Um, Scott was a, a big, uh, big opponent of my trade as well. Stefan Diggs is going to take a dip because Adam Thielen's back. Um, DJ was a big opponent of my trade also, but uh, his team is just better. So um, I'm taking DJ. Yeah, you know, I think for this one, um, James Conner, I, I don't think he's going to play. I think he, he seriously hurt his shoulder. Um, DJ has a very good team. I think every week Melvin Gordon, I know I'm in the minority here, I think Melvin Gordon gets better and better and better. Um, DJ has a, a championship roster. Um, so, And I think Scott has, has been outperforming. You know, it's going to be interesting seeing Baltimore, or sorry, seeing the Patriots defense against Baltimore. Uh, traditionally, the Patriots have struggled um, more against a, a rushing quarterback um, or a running quarterback. Sorry, so I'm taking I'm taking Dane or DJ in the the biggest upset or the biggest uh, point difference in this week. I think he's going to blow him out. Ben, I would I would uh, I would agree with Cameron's assessment. You look up and down Scott's lineup, and you know outside of 
outside of Tom Brady, um, the offense is most of these players are in is uh, less than desirable. So, um, you know, OBJ, for example, down here, Diggs is is up and down, um, and you know, Frank Gore and Tariq Cohen, yikes. Um, so, I'm I'm taking the Digimon big. Okay. I agree. Next, uh, we're going to move to Kyle and Carter. Uh, this, I think, is the highest ESPN spread. Uh, Carter's projected to win by 26 points. Um, and I don't think uh, I don't think it's a contest. Uh, Michael Thomas, Latavius Murray on by, Robert Woods on by. Um, obviously, Ty Johnson's not the real answer for Detroit. Uh, Pittsburgh's run defense is not bad. Um, meanwhile, Le'Veon Bell going going up against Miami. Uh, Josh Jacobs going up against Detroit. Uh, Kittle against Arizona tomorrow night. Uh, big yikes. Uh, the 49ers defense has been consistently putting up points. I think Carter wins big. Yeah, I don't have much to say on this one. Um, very different conversation if Kyle's best players weren't on by. They are. Um, so I'm taking I'm, – I'm going to pick Carter in this one. Uh, the, me as well. So he's, uh, he's living up to AFC's name this week. Not great. <laughs> All right. I'm going to move to Braxton versus Elmo this week. Um, Elmo's team is fucking gross. It's so gross. Uh, unless Devontae Adams plays. Then it's like just goes to meh. So uh, with all that being said, I'm taking uh, I'm taking Braxton. You know, I've I've had a I've had a different opinion on on Elmo's team all year. I I think Elmo has some very good pieces. I love Tyler Lockett. You know, obviously Devonte Adams is good. Uh, I think Zach Ertz will bounce back, and I think Mark Ingram. You know, while this week's matchup isn't great, I think you know he's had a couple down weeks. I I think he's the real deal. Um, I think Elmo's problem is he hasn't been able to kind of move pieces to make his team better. So his, his team is just okay to me. Um, Braxton has, in my opinion, a championship team. Um, you know, there's a couple players that I'm not in love with, but I think overall Braxton has the, the better team. Um, but this is a must win for both guys. Ooh, you know, I think, I, I think I'm going to take the safe pick and go Braxton. Smart pick. Ben? You know, I'm going, uh, I'm say. I think Austin's gonna gonna you know pull some magic and uh, and somehow pull this one out. I think I think Wentz is gonna have a, a a great day. I think he's gonna throw two touchdown passes to Zach Ertz. Um, and you know Freeman is is finally gonna take back some carries from Lindsey, and you know, we'll we'll have ourselves a game here. But it'll be it'll be close. It'll be close. All right, uh, Ben's optimistic for that matchup. Next, we have a real barn burner. Uh, I think the two lowest scoring teams squaring off against each other. That would be Jacob against Jason. Jason somehow is four and four. Jacob is 
one and seven. Jacobs actually predicted to win this or projected to win this game by three points. Uh, we know Stating has basically had one big week. Um, that was because Tevin Coleman scored like four touchdowns last week. Um, yeah, I don't know. Mike Evans is back this week. That's nice. Just a lot of, it's a hard game to pick. Um, but I'm going to, I mean, if I pick Jacob, I would hate myself. So I'm going to pick Jason. That's the only reason. Yeah, you know, I think it's further proof that Jacob is throwing the league, actively colluding, is that he's not starting Sony Michelle, um, who he gave up, who he gave his best player up for. So I think it's a joke. I think Jacob's behavior this year, um, you know, is, is terrible. Um, I don't have much to say about his team. I don't want to do any sort of analysis on it. Um, I think Jason is lucky to be 4-4, four and four, so maybe that luck continues, and I'm, I'm going to pick him to win. Yeah, I've got uh, Jason on the first to 75. <laughs> this, is, this is just awful. Like, this just makes me want to vomit. All, all right. Um, sounds like uh, we all will not be tuning into that game. Next, uh, we have 6 and 2 Cameron going up against a real credible source, uh, Jeremy Tufnell, one of the best guys I know. Um,. Oh man, I don't remember last time seeing Cam not projected to win a game. This is a, uh, this is exciting. Do you have any? Oh, I guess you got David Johnson who's questionable, so you're not starting him. Uh, tough to see, but uh, looks like Kalen Balaj is now the official guy in Miami. Um, we know New York Jets run defense is not something to write home about. Um, it's your first time having Zeke on your active roster. Uh, you have to be excited about this game, Cam. When I made all my trades, I I built my team for the playoffs. Um, obviously, I I would prefer not to start Kalen Balaj, but that's kind of where we're at. Um, I think when you trade your best players away, um, you really and you end up playing that team later on. You really shoot yourself in the foot. Um, so while I I like all the trades I made, I think. In the playoffs, my team is, is going to be better than it was. You know, Dalvin Cook and Chris Godwin are the real deal, and they could win you a week. So I'm, I'm going to have to pick Jay Tuff in this one. Okay. Uh, ben, what do you think? Looking at Jay Tuff's team, I just don't understand how his team sucks as bad as it does. It um, really doesn't. He just got but, really unlucky with a lot of matchups. He's, he's scoring more points than a lot of people that are in the playoffs. But, um, like, I, I just I think that he will find a way to screw it up again this week, and Cameron will eke out a victory. It'd be nice. Okay. Um, I'm going to take a – I'm going to take uh, Cam over Jeremy, I guess, because all you people suck in this league except the people who vote or didn't veto my trade. Um so I hope you just keep punishing Jeremy. It's really fucked up what you guys did. Okay. Um, the last matchup is our uh, podcast host matchup. It's also the collusion special. These are the only two people who actively colluded in our league before. So uh, we have Ben Pearson against Will Hodges. <laughs> uh, 
And Ben, while your team was getting a lot better, um, it's taken a few steps back uh, as of recent. Um, you know, I guess you get Kareem Hunt back in a few weeks, but uh, Larry Fitzgerald against Arizona def- or against the uh, San Francisco defense that is going to be absolutely terrible for you. Uh, Muhammad Sanu is not adjusted yet. Uh, Chris Carson will probably have a big day, and then Leonard Fournette will probably not do much. Uh, because it's in London. I just have this theory about London. Um, but with all that being said, um, you know, Will's team is just not good. Um, so as much as I would like to pick against you, uh, I think you're going to win today, and I'm happy for – or win this week, and I'm happy for you. So there's my pick. You know, for me, I look at this, and, Dano, I know you mentioned earlier, um, you know, about the lowest two scoring teams playing against each other. It's actually Will. Uh, who has the least amount of points scored this year, uh, and he's he's five and three, which is unbelievable. Um, but he's, he'll he'll I be allowed think... to trade for uh for people though. That's cool. Sorry, I'll stop. Uh, no, no, you're 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 correct. Um, look, I think uh, I think both teams have have a lot of good things going for them. I th- Ben, I think the uh you know the engine of your team has been uh, Cooper Cup. So having him on by um, is is not ideal for you. Um, I think this one's going to be very very close. Um, but Ben, I think you uh, throughout this year have made really smart moves. You know, week two you had by far the worst team in the league. You traded McCaffrey, and now now you have a playoff roster. So I, I think Will has just been getting lucky week after week after week. Um, I think it was a mistake for him to trade Kamara. Uh, you know, since he is five and three and potentially going to be in the playoffs. So, Ben, I'm picking you. Thank you for that. Um, outside of Russell Wilson, Leonard Fournette, and Chris Carson, um, if anything happens, um, if anyone gets above 10 points this week on the rest of my roster, uh, I would consider it a miracle. I think my next best opportunity to do that is the Pampers defense. So, uh, I'm picking Will. I love it. I love the reverse jinx on the pod. Some people come on here and are afraid to do it. (laughs) I respect that, Ben. Well, Ben, thank you for coming on. Uh, You came into the lion's den. You handled yourself well. Um, I think a lot of your points that you brought up today were kind of moot, and uh, you spoke (laughs) in a very contradictory manner. Um, because you let things go when it's not uh, me. But you know what? Good for you. Um, thanks for coming on the pod. We really appreciate your time. Uh, I hope you're watching the Astros tonight, and I hope we win. That'll cheer me up a bit. I, I will be watching the Astros, and, you know, Dan, sometimes I just have to let you talk yourself out like a woman, and uh, we get on with our day. So. Okay. Um, that was uh, not funny, but... Go ahead. <laughs> I thought I thought I thought both were pretty funny. Cam, Cam close, ben, close this out, Cam. Ben, uh, ben I'm sorry for uh, Dano being condescending. Dano, I'm sorry for Ben being petty. Look, I think we had a I think we had a good conversation here. I think you know where I stand, where Dano stands, where Ben. I think we know where you stand. Um, I would. Uh, I, I think it's important for because I, I think it was a great conversation. I think it's important for everyone in the league to listen to the podcast. Um, I really think there should be a revote on this. I think Jay Tuff needs to come forward and be transparent with his his reasonings. Um, and uh, 
you know, if there's nothing fishy there, then, you know, we really shouldn't punish Dano. And I'm, I'm dead serious that I, I, I think it's, uh, this is the sort of stuff uh, going on with, with Jacob and Jason that will ruin the league. Um, and we'll get people like Dano, who is as active and contributes as much as anyone uh, to lose interest in the league. Um, and I think if, if that starts happening, graphs stop happening, um, involvement stops happening and i think uh you know i think this kind of snowballs on itself so um anyway i think it was a good conversation uh everyone uh have a have a good weekend and, and good luck